I don't to listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fanfiction it inspires. I'm Carly. I'm Sandra, and we are lucky enough to have a fanfic author joining us for this episode. According to BJ's profile on AO3, she has been a consumer and writer of fanfiction since 1998. The first Supernatural fic posted on AO3 in 2018 had the very relatable author's note. So, um, yeah, my sister introduced me to Supernatural a couple of months ago, and it's devoured my sanity. This is the first smut fic I've written in years. She's posted 26 fics for the Supernatural fandom since then, as well as a handful of writings for post-Supernatural Jensen projects, including The Boys and Big Sky. When it comes to her fanfic, she states, Feedback and constructive criticism always welcome. Subscriptions to author yearned for with deep and desperate longing. As fellow writers, I can safely say Carly and I wholeheartedly agree. So BJ, we want to say thank you for coming to the podcast to discuss supernatural and fan fiction with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Yay. So first off, um, just reading that one note had me giggle immensely about how you were introduced to supernatural by your sister and that it affected Mm -hmm. your mental state. But (laughs) exactly like... When did you get into Supernatural? Was it in 2018 when you posted Snowbound or did that happen earlier? And can you kind of like share that overall experience? Okay. Um, well, what had happened was um, there was some life stuff that was going on. At the time, I was kind of in the market for a new obsession because my Mass Effect phase was winding down. Okay. And um, wait, 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 Mass Effect. Who is who is your Mass Effect romance? Who is it? Oh, crud. You put me on the spot now. Um, oh, there's only one answer. Come on now. <laughs> um, it depends on how I'm playing Shepard. I'm sorry. I don't have a favorite necessarily. I have no idea what you guys are doing. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking, it's a video. talking about the one that's the best, the one that the creators obviously were going for, it's male shepherd Liara. But if you're talking about the one that's the best executed, it's female shepherd Garrus. Yes, there it is. Yes. Yay, I'm so glad okay. somebody <laughs> that's been figured out. I'm sorry, just like I've I, I, been able to let anybody tell me like even mention Mass Effect in passing without being like, wait, no, who do you romance? This is vital information. <laughs> so who so do you can romance? I just ask before we get into whole Mass Effect tangent, just for clarification, is this like just an RPG? Like what, what's the, yeah. what kind of, okay. Okay. It's, you just pick it's an action RPG. Um, it's an action RPG. It's uh, was um, produced by Bioware. Think Star Trek, but a little more grounded. Okay. Um, and, uh, basically, and um, it was actually another fanfic that actually clued me in on this. Mm-hmm. It's an answer to the Fermi paradox, the idea that based on what we know about the galaxy and how it works, um, there should be literally millions of sentient advanced species out there. But so far, we haven't found uh, evidence of anything. So why is that? Mm-hmm. And their hypothesis mm-hmm. is um, there's basically a giant civilization eating machine that is going and wiping everybody out when they reach a certain stage in development. Okay. Is this kind of like, maybe I'm stretching a little bit, but like how Thanos and like infinity, like going from civilization to civilization, just kind of like wiping it out. Kind of like that kind of thing. Yeah. Similar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
So, and it's yeah. just by the by the nature of of who created it, you you create like a male or a female character mm-hmm. that's yours, mm-hmm. and then there are various romance options. Oh, um, and depending on if you're male or female, depends who you can romance and and how that shakes out. And Garrus is Garrus yeah. is a Garrus is the one. <laughs> Um, and I you can look this up just for reference later, just so I Garris can see is what an all alien this is. as well. Okay, Garris is alien. Okay, gotcha. Garris is an alien. Yeah, and you can't romance him in the first one, so you you have to make a choice if you're going to romance somebody else and then bin them off, or if you're going to stay true and single <laughs> until Mass Effect Two and you can have your bay. <laughs> well, it's kind. Well, sorry, I I, I apologize for tangenting, but just oh, you know, before we feel this off. Well, the only other real romance option in the first game is Caden. And for practical reasons, I have an issue with that because in a military situation, you don't screw your subordinates. Okay, Mm. you just don't. Mm. No, you don't. But then if you ever played the old Bioware game, Knights of the Old Republic, and you Um, realize that well, the the voice actor that plays Caden is the same guy who played um, the male, uh, the female character's romance option in Knights of the Old Republic. And you're like, screw the rules. I have liked your voice for so many years. Get in the bed. And then you regret that because he whines endlessly for the yeah. rest of the game. And then mm-hmm. when you hook up with Garrus, he comes back in Mass Effect 3 and whines at you some more. And I'm like, I don't like you anymore. You <laughs> No, you fucking whine too much. Go away. So the because voice was a big like deal. Force, no, no, no. The voice was scrolls deep into Google now. Like I don't know what's happening. No, no. I've, I've I've got it written down for later, Carly. You know me. I'm not going to be able to like manage all that. But so is it? Is the voice very seductive? <laughs> not, not, not particularly. Not, no. Because okay. <laughs> when it's you guys, quite, yeah. Okay. It's just it's, quite a um, normal voice. But his his character model in Knights of the Old Republic was like. It's weird to say for a game that old, but quite attractive. Like he had some like little flippies going on oh, and stuff. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So we got the flippies. Yeah. I should have figured, Carly. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some, I'll send you some pictures later. Okay. On. Okay. That sounds good. So yeah. No, I okay. completely derailed this. No, I was I was the one that wanted to ask. On. I needed I needed some more of that too. So good. No, great. So you were getting over your mass effect or trying to find something to replace that and Alone came supernatural. Um, <laughs> essentially, um, what happened was um, I'd seen names dropped, you know, all over fandom, you know, as as happens, mm-hmm. um, you, know, as, you know, the Winchester brothers or referencing disaster situations, that kind of thing. And um, my sister happened to to drop something like that, and finally, I just flat out said, "Okay, I've heard of this all over the place. What is it about?" And she queued up Netflix, and um, instead of starting with the premiere, um, she started me in season two, Tall Tales. <gasps> we just oh. were talking about that episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because my sister knows me. She knows that insane sibling relationships are my jam. <laughs> like, let me put it this way. My favorite Nicktoon back in the day was the Angry Beavers. <laughs> because it nails the sib thing perfectly. Oh my or, gosh. Um, yes. I, I was, I was mm-hmm. listening to the episode that you, that y'all did with um, uh, Incogninja mm-hmm. and she mentioned being a Norman, a huge Norman Reedus fan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Boondock Saints is actually a movie I enjoy very much just because of the interplay between the brothers because it's perfect. Mm, okay. And um, yeah. that, that I was, because you see the, the cold open where you see the professor and the dead girl and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it cuts to when we first see the guys in the room and they're <laughs> stuck together and they have nothing to do but piss each other off. <laughs> And there's this extraordinarily attractive man sitting on his brother's bed, slurping up chili fries and being just an irritating little shit. And I'm like, oh, God, yes, this is my person. I mean, I was a goner immediately. I need Jared to lose some fucking weight. I'm sick of Alton Sam on my own. Yes. <laughs> so you would no, you would consider I, yourself I, a dean person yeah it's because uh, there's a lot about him that i vibe with because we're both older siblings um canonically he's almost exactly a year older than i am my birthday is the 28th this is the 24th mm. and um oh. When you you go through your life feeling overshadowed by your clearly more intelligent and more accepted sibling, I vibe with that. Let me put it that way. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. No judgment. I don't. I don't judge anybody who is <laughs> dean over Sam unless it's Sandra, and she knows why. You know what you did. <laughs> yes. I'm just like just like. <laughs> 220 pounds of, of muscle. He's happy to hold up on my own. We need more sound people in this podcast. Mm. No, I was just going to say, um, BJ, I always find it very interesting every time, like finding out how people connect with different characters, like immediately. And mm-hmm. that your yours was basically like on, you know, first of all, hot, but then sibling, you know, sibling level uh-huh. being the, the older of the two. And I know for me, it's more, um, with Dean, I think it became more about being kind of like the caregiver kind of of the family or the one that was kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, trying not to make, make waves and stuff like that. Um, and just kind of like doing what was told and, and that kind of thing. So I always find that, well, find that um, interesting. Obviously, you know, there was the, the charisma factor. I mean, look at the man for God's sake, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, um, uh, near the end of season one, where we first encounter John as, you know, a presence and not mm-hmm. just an idea. Right. And watching that scene in the episode where we first encounter vampires, mm-hmm. where Sam and John are arguing by the side of the road and Dean is just standing yep. there mm-hmm. and looking between yep. them. Mm-hmm. And I belly felt that because I've been there watching yeah. the, the two people that he loves more than himself. I mean, this is the meaning that the thing that gives his life meaning and watching them fight like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know we've um we've dissected like Sam and Dean to death and we'll probably continue to do that, but I think for me it's <laughs> just a fascinating always dynamic. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to me I think how much especially even in that one scene even though he gets between the both of them I think you do, you actually see him protecting Sam, you know, I think like yeah. from John, like you see his, his just physical stance is turning to John and being like, no, like this is not going to happen right now. And that I think just speaks volumes to um, the relationship, you know, 
that the brothers have. And yes, how they get on each other's nerves to something. <laughs> I, I, I think it was a lot more uh, apparent in the earlier seasons, but it's like Hell House was, I think, another really great one to see them um, just uh-huh. you know, pranking on each other, some light moments. But yeah, we were just talking about Tall Tales. So I got to ask them, because we, we we talked about five minutes about this one scene in Tall Tales just before you got on, because we did another episode. <laughs> were you like on the floor, like just enraptured by when Dean was kissing that lady at the bar? Because we were talking about how just it had a very like amazing feel to it. So, like that you couldn't really describe why it was so seductive, but it was just like, oh my gosh. Carly brought this up well, before you know, I did. <laughs> context in life is basically everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. the way the scene is framed, because it, it's the Rashomon effect, you know, everybody yeah. is the hero of their own yeah. life story. Uh-huh. You're supposed to, you're supposed to feel like it's, you know, um, erotic mm-hmm. and sensual and, um, and how suave he is. Like, just like, you know, yeah, that like, yeah, we were talking about that and too. Like, who's <laughs> acting like a complete infant. That's because, you know, in that specific scenario, that's how Dean would see any interruptions. Blah. <laughs> Yeah, but well, it's I was just, just amazed at how, like, well, you know, does Dean really reality. think? That's yeah, but does, but does Dean but. really think of himself that way? Like, I would be like, wow, like, Dean, you're, you know, I mean, I know, I know you're great, <laughs> but like, you know, you're really thinking that, you know, you could just turn on the charm to like a 20 there. And this is like, yeah, we were just, we were, we were talking about that and how interesting that one, that one scene was. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that that was your first intro. So being that that was your first introduction, did that kind of throw you off for when it got, really heavy then did you start and go back to the very beginning like once you saw that one episode you're like okay I'm just going to start at the very beginning and see what all of this all this is about no that was my sister because she okay. showed me tall tales and I'm like okay this is something that I really need to know more mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. um you know and so she took me back to the series premiere and we started working through season one and over the next several months, there was some life stuff going on. I was by myself a lot of the time, and I just started working through the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, looking at my face, because I'm, I'm not active on Twitter at all, looking at my Facebook, um, I can see the initial plunge through the first, <laughs> I think it was like six seasons, uh-huh. happened fairly quickly because Within about three weeks, I was posting things like, sorry, guys, but Ypsilanti in December is never that green. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was quick. (laughs) You got you got through it quick. So did you start? It was it was it 2018 or was it earlier than that when you when you first watched Tall Tales? Um, 2018. I could probably tell you the date. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, I never get into fandoms on the ground floor. Um, I wasn't into Buffy until after the series had already wrapped. Mm, I watched it on, I think, Netflix after it was done. And I didn't start, um, yeah, I didn't start Supernatural until like 2019. Um, finally, I was like, okay, this show's been on for 15 seasons. I'm I'm seeing it pop up <laughs> on Netflix. Maybe I should watch it. So that was interesting, interesting. I think Carly, was it 2017 for you? I started in 20. 20- 2017 um Mm -hmm. but I I think I dropped off around like maybe season four um it was like some VPN shenanigans going on and Mm -hmm. I came back to it Mm -hmm. in 2019 2020 maybe 
Okay. Okay. Um, uh, well, I hadn't thought of that. Um, uh, Carly, you're, you're based in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't, so there, there would be broadcast issues in there. Yeah. It aired, it did air on like RTV, um, a few months after it aired in the, in the U S but if you missed it, it didn't come back on and it wasn't mm-hmm. on any of our streaming services at the time. It's, you can get it on UK Amazon now for now because they've taken it on and off a few times but back then you couldn't it was it was vpn dvds on bust mm-hmm. and i wasn't prepared to commit to the dvds in in 2017 <laughs> i was like no i don't i don't even know if i like the show enough so i came back to it a couple of years after that yeah yeah back in back in the old old days when you had to have the vcr ready <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the best things I found about Netflix too after was like, okay, well, for me, it's like once something's finally done, then I'm like, okay, I think I can go through it. Like I, I know I know there's an ending of some sort and I've heard yeah. a lot about a show. Now I can go back and binge it. You know, maybe if it, even if it wasn't something that was like, popular when I was younger or maybe you had been skewed for, you know, a different generation, I could still go back and, you know, and kind of watch it and explore that a little bit more. But yeah, with Supernatural, it was, um, well, I, I'm going to ask you too, do you like horror? Like, did you, are you a horror fan? It was that something that kind of like, once you got into the show too, that kind of gravitated towards at least like for the first couple seasons where it felt really more heavily towards like, you know, horror movie quote-unquote kind of kind of feel monster of the week stuff Um, not not really because i'm not really a horror fan i don't Mm -hmm. like being scared yeah um what what attracted me i mean besides the guys Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) um because and I found this a characteristic of the boys too of Kripke's other work Mm is um it's it's operating on multiple levels is um, mm-hmm. you have the obvious stuff that's going on because there are times when they're both feel like they've been written by a broadsword, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then you say, well, what are they actually trying to say with this? And then you start, you know, looking a little bit deeper and then a little bit deeper. I mean, the first Terminator is my favorite movie and Mad Max Fury Road runs at a close second for the exact same reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. on the one hand, you know, you have these great, action flicks going on but um look a little bit deeper and there's a much larger story that's happening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it's kind of funny funny. yeah the way the way Kripke especially with with his with those two shows in particular how very much it's like hit over the head but then you can have some people watch it and they're not getting (laughs) the very obvious (laughs) you know like on like you said on the surface level like what's being presented and then you know what's what's kind of going on on underneath. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going through, I don't know how many, I think this might be my fourth or fifth rewatch and I'm, I'm just like getting season three started and it's, I'm getting more of an appreciation too, for I think the early, the early seasons and just the boys and, you know, their relationship. And before it goes completely bonkers, you know, even though there's a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff going on, it's still very, just very intimate at times with, with just them and, you know, their conversations and, and, and different things like that. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's been around for so long and had so many sort of reincarnations of it that Mm 
you kind of forget where it started. But yeah, the voice too, that's that's a really I know we we really enjoy that that show as well. And I was enjoying yes. it before, you know, Jensen came on, but then, you know, Jensen I think made it even better. So it was it was a it was mm-hmm. a fun fun introduction to, you know, to another character um and getting to see especially how Kripke I think likes to recycle too, like a lot of actors, which I think is great. Like I'm I'm glad he likes to bring certain actors back into different uh situations and well all creators do that. Yeah. 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 But I I, I like it when Kripke does it because then I get to see Jim Beaver again. (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) So I really like him too as as an actor. Um, like um um when I first saw Bobby Singer and I got to look at said that's the arms dealer from Breaking Bad, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) See him in Breaking Bad until well after I finished Supernatural because I didn't finish Breaking Bad until like dead ass like a decade after it aired. And I was like, oh my god, it's Bobby, it's Bobby, it's Bobby. (laughs) I watched Justified because of Jim Beaver knowing he was going to be in it. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this now because he's in it. So I was happy when I got when I got to um I got to that season with him. So I guess too like a question was favorite favorite characters that you have um from the show and um like are there any cuz we'll get into fan fiction a little bit too but are there any like pairings or you know different dynamics that you really liked on the show besides of course the obvious of like you know Sam and Dean. Wow. It depends on the kind of, of vibe that I'm going for. I mean, I adore Charlie because everybody mm-hmm. adores Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, She's which baby. For the record, sorry. She is baby. We love Charlie. Yeah. She is yeah. baby. And um, that is that is one of the genuine gripes I have with the show is we didn't get nearly enough Charlie. Charlie's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know I'm in a minority on this, but um, I found um, Mary intriguing. I didn't think we got enough exploration into her. Mm-hmm. Not saying oh. she's a good, not saying she's a good person, but I'm saying that there were subtleties there that were left unexplored, and I think the series suffered for it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, on the let's on the back of that, then did you? Did you watch the Winchesters? Were you interested in in seeing Mary and John's backstory, or were you well, out on that? Um, not, not really, um, because I know what is what it is about Supernatural that I like, and that's Sam and Dean, and we're not mm-hmm. getting that back. Not even, not even if they have a season sixteen in a few years, which um, that seems to be the scuttlebutt. Um, we're not going to get that dynamic back, and it would be a waste of time to try. They've moved on. Um, mm. also with, and I, I apologize. This might be completely out of context because like I said, I haven't watched the Winchesters, so I might be off base with this, but it seems to me based on the tiny little bit that I have heard is that the Winchesters is basically Dean trying to somehow take an alternate universe version of his parents and change their story. And, um, I don't yeah. see Dean doing that. That's a Chuck move. Dean of all people should know better. Mm. Mm. There's a little bit more. We've, yeah, we've watched the Winchesters and I. That I'm, that I'm missing there. I, I, I grant that. It's, it's, there's, there's more, there's more to it than that. But you have to, 
you'd have to watch all of it. And I wouldn't recommend anybody sit through all of it just for, you know, yeah. 20 minutes of, of yeah. payoff at the end. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're definitely, you're, I, I think you're on the right like track in terms of, you know, what the overall thought process or surface well, level might I be think, at it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. I think it it is a it is a question worth pondering. I think us as as fan artists, I mean, does a fan artist's cre- um, level of access to the creator really make their fix it fix any more or less valid than anybody else's? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's every at, at the end of the day, I think it becomes everybody's story right like it just becomes everybody's mm-hmm. version of what they i know we've we've talked about that too like you know my fix it has a certain goal in mind you know like for dean mm-hmm. and i know other people have fix its for other reasons you know maybe other you know other relationships or or how they they see his life or beyond what you know for some some people episode 19 or episode, you know, 20, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, um, <laughs> in, in, a, in a way the season 15 ended on 19 episodes. That's such a strange number to end on. I wonder whether they can make it well, a round number. Well, so let me put it weird. this way. Um, first let's leave aside for just a minute that, um, that Dean deserved better mm-hmm. because he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Accepting the final episode is valid means to a certain degree accepting the thesis statement that Sam and Dean cannot be happy if they're in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. And that is the thesis I reject. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to your, your question about not wanting, not thinking that you can get the, the same feeling back like if they if they come back for a reboot do you do you really feel that's because of just that they've moved on and wouldn't be able to reconnect with the characters again or do you think they would just try to like not give us back the sam and dean that we are expecting like in any way shape or form because i've always been of the mindset that if they come back it's like i don't want them to come back as an alternate universe sam and dean's like i want no i want these sam and dean i said i want them to somehow find their way out of heaven get back to earth and just do what they normally do. It's like, that's what I want as one of that. So I just, I didn't know if you were like thinking just because they've just moved on too much because I know from a lot of the convention stuff I've been seeing and um, it feels like Jensen, and I don't know if this is still true because I haven't watched the last, really any of the last few conventions, but he seemed very gung-ho, I think even more so than maybe Jared did about, you know, bringing Supernatural back. And I- I was always of the mindset that maybe now it's because he feels like he and Jared would take care of Sam and Dean maybe in a in a better way than maybe the the later showrunners did. I didn't know like you know if you could expand a little bit more on 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 that part. Well, um, I don't think it's because the actors are incapable of embodying the characters again. God mm-hmm. no. I mean mm-hmm. they were them for fifteen years. Yeah. I think it would be strange if they couldn't you know mm-hmm. put those back on again mm-hmm. it's it's a matter of um in what context would you put them they beat mm-hmm. god and yeah. one of the issues with supernatural is that it had the 
perpetual escalation problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there really isn't a much bigger problem you can get than God um, without having to address some fundamental world building stuff. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying this right. I mean, there's the empty, obviously, but it's never really explained what the empty is, what does it mm-hmm. want, why exactly it's personified. I think that the effort that would be required to make that work would not be worth the return that we would get out of it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. also with both of the principal actors and Misha Collins too, being firmly committed to other projects for the indefinite future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time everybody's ducks would be in a row <laughs> to make like, that yeah. happen. I mean, we're talking, what do you, what do you think? Like three or four more years at least? Yeah. Yeah. Carly was saying well, the same thing. Like they, they're they going to get to the point where they're just not going to be able to like do, maybe even do stunts. <laughs> like, like no, 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 go with me, go, go with me, go with me, go with okay. me. Heaven sitcom. Sam and Dean trying to make a normal life in heaven. And every month or so, Jack gives them a monster to hunt and he's locked all the doors so Dean can't fuck off again. <laughs> and they just just do life. And there's no cast because fuck you, Misha, stay with Gotham. And Walker hasn't been renewed yet. So Jared might not be tied up. And I don't know mm. what the fuck Jens is doing. Go with me, heaven sitcom. It'll be <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's what I want. That's what I, because I genuinely think I was, me and Sandra were talking about this last week. A big part of the reason that they probably put a stop to Supernatural was the stunts and the and the you know the the physical requirements of the role. So let's just leave that behind. I want Dean in that silly frilly apron that all like sitcom housewives seem to wear. And it just <laughs> no, I just want a dumb comedy show. Uh. Of them being dumb together. And mm-hmm. like every so often, Jack will show up and be like, look, I hit a werewolf in the woods. Go have a nice time. <laughs> and then they get to just like, you know, it's like a fishing weekend for them. Like, we're going on a hunting weekend. And they pack the car up and they go and it's just nice. <laughs> Come back and Dean makes a pie. I want that. That is what I want. I think it's just wanting to see them, right? Like it's just wanting to see them again, I think in that role. And I think that's, that's kind of all, all it comes down to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Although um, now that that image is stuck in my head, I do have a request. Um, Can the frilly apron have printed over the front God of tits and wine? Yes. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Yes. Yes, it can. Yeah, oh my God. it's gonna it's gonna be pink as well with that like frilly oh, yeah. ruffly on the outside with the pocket. Yes, Goodness. and he's gonna wear it over like blue jeans and a flannel. He doesn't even and have to have like- anything under the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if HBO I mean, picks my heavens, they call. If HBO picks it up, then no, he's going to be naked. But if yeah. it stays on the CW, well, I want it to be like too, full BJ. Yeah, with a, a little yeah, like for, I want to see them like I want to see Supernatural like not on CW. Like that's the thing. Yeah, like, I don't they, they want keep CW getting stuck with CW, and it's like I would like to see what they could do. You know, out without with just the seatbelt. Like just take the training wheels off. Just stop worrying about what they can and can't do, and kind of like what. Uh, what you see in the boys, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is probably what Kripke wanted 
to do so well, often I don't than know not. If that would, I don't know if that would necessarily make for a better story because mm-hmm. um, one of the, the things that's um, intrigued me, especially as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. is um, it, it's actually a quote. You ever heard of Tom Lair? He was a satirist. Um, um, did some songs on the piano. He's he's the guy that um, did uh, the masochism tango. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm. Um, look it up on on okay. YouTube. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the notes that he made is um, the freedom to say whatever you want uh, has been co opted by the urge to hyper focus on a very specific set of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, which is dick and fart jokes, naturally. <laughs> um, irreverence is easy. What is hard is wit. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something that um, um, Chuck Jones and Mike Maltese said when they were doing the Looney Tunes is when they were first putting the, the Roadrunner and Coyote shorts together, mm-hmm. um, they immediately had to write down a list of rules that they had to follow. And they found the more restricted they made the comedy, the funnier the jokes got. So mm-hmm. I don't know that a content standard is necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, we're dealing with a horror fantasy series where content restrictions mean, you know, you're necessarily handicapped in what you can show yeah. and, you know, and themes that you can explore. I think they did a damn good job within the lens of what they had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would it be would it be a positive for the story if we had a situation like um, you ever seen Outlander? I haven't, no. I haven't, no. It's a Showtime series based on, on historical fantasy novels. Mm-hmm. And mm. we are shown on camera and in living color some scenes of torture and sexual violence that are extremely disturbing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm not sure if the story would benefit from having... I, I don't know if turning supernatural into um, the boy's light would be a good thing. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. And gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you think I if suppose... it were in the hands of Kripke, it might like if Kripke, I mean, I know he wouldn't now, but do you think that, because I mean, I think I he's think... done a really good job with the boys too, in a way, like yeah. some things are sort of like crazy, but then he, like I was expecting he knows what orgasm. He, he I thought it was going to be this crazy thing and it wasn't in it. I think it actually worked better, you know, in the environment. It did, but I could know? have I could have done without the hype about that. Oh my god, yeah. orgasm, orgasm. We were yeah, all yeah. hyped and we were like, what? What, yeah. what? that wasn't yeah, what that was nothing. That, as somebody who watches hentai unironically, um <laughs> I'm looking at that going, okay, naked people. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I was at. With that. I was like, okay, <laughs> which of course is, is the, whole, the the idea that that's an anti climax. That was the whole point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Eh. but still, <laughs> and I, I'd be I'd be happy. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. And we didn't get naked soldier boy. We needed more naked yeah. soldier. See boy. that? I guess that's where it is too. It's just you just want to. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I think that's where I'm at right now. So I just need to get over that, that that's not going to be a thing anyway, even if the rails were off on that anyway, because we know that, you know, I just have a feeling Jensen and Jared. Jensen wouldn't wouldn't do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You could, you could probably talk Jared into it because he's, he's a bit, a bit, he's younger than, younger than Jensen. And he seems to be a bit, a bit freer, but 
I don't think you get Jensen to do anything much more than take his shirt off nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you get that. Mm-hmm. I don't even want it to be like a boy's like 18 plus. I just want him to have that kind of budget. You know, like an yeah. Amazon budget. Oh, like be like, the, oh, the special crazy. effects and stuff like that. You know, that yeah. was just, you see some that, of the things that they that did. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of just like mm. seeing the grand just a landscape, you know, like what they got to work with, which they still did a great job with the the sets and everything that, you know, what they, what they could do, but yeah, like getting to see that, like cinematically, I guess is like my thing too. Yeah. Like I just want to, I, you see some yeah. hints of really greatness in some directing and stuff like that. And just to think, you know, what that could be like, if it was expanded a little bit more, you know, giving, giving, considering, kind what of, they were, considering what they were able to accomplish mm-hmm. with, um, a, um, uh, broadcast channel budget and content standards it's a it's a fucking miracle really (laughs) but yeah um, having amazon style money and Mm -hmm. amazon access to locations and things Mm -hmm. that would be Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i mean i know i know you haven't watched the winchesters but the winchesters was like you remember bugs from season one and we all go oh god what the fuck happened there that was like the whole of the Winchester. The whole of the Winchesters were like that. All the monsters, you were going, what, 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 mm. what? Are you, did you get that from Party City? What happened here? What is happening? What the fuck is happening right now? It was really bad. The little, the little bit of the footage that I've seen, so it has a problem with a lot of um, um, streaming direct um, projects. I'm, I'm probably not saying that right. Um, Netflix originals and so forth, where every, uh, everything looks like it's been drenched in like, um, orangey paint. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. hate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that was just trying to emphasize the, you know, the time period or whatever too, but yeah, almost like a weird filter sometimes I think mm-hmm. on. Yeah. 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 And that's, this isn't the Matrix, guys. You have <laughs> access to a full color palette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cross my fingers for my heaven sitcom to get picked up by Amazon. <laughs> That's what I want. Go wild, guys. Go wild. Uh, so okay, Back we're gonna run. Um, um, go ahead. So um, sorry. Um, would you have any objection to making that animated? Uh, can we no. get them to voice it? That's my thing. If we yeah. can get their voices, yes. Yeah. I don't want a thing where, you know, they're doing it, but it's not, they don't have some yeah. input in it. Because I'm even thinking like, I mean, I know I've watched a couple of things, but like just fanfic in general, like the what ifs, you know, of scenarios. And that's, I think, one of the blessings of Supernatural <laughs> is just like how how sometimes they go off the rails and, you know, just explore. I think that, animation gives you even more freedom to do that in you know lots of different ways too so as long as you could hear them i want i want them yeah i do like i do like jensen's voice and i do like dean's voice so i do i do want i do want to hear him you know but it was weird even hearing him in the winchesters it still didn't quite it still didn't quite feel you know like dean Mm. listening to it like i got excited the first time but then i'm like uh, you know, it's like, because I think he didn't have Sam with him, you know, it's kind of like, you got, you got to have, you got to have Sam with Dean. You got to have Dean with Sam, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I, I do yep. agree. Like, I don't understand why it, it, there there's that mindset that, you know, it's all, it, they couldn't have a happy ending without 
finding a way to be together in some way, shape, or form like that. I don't, I don't get, but we're not, we could, we could just go off on that for, for a while. So I'm going to try to rein it back a little bit into, into fan fiction. So, um, no, no, I, I love, I love this discussion, but I wanted to know, um, cause you'd said that you had written some fan fiction before supernatural. Was it just mass uh-huh. effect or was there some other stuff before that? And how far back are we talking in terms of like fan fiction? Uh, well, like, um, well, I was thinking about that and, um, I, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't remember it until just today, actually. The very first fanfic I ever wrote was back in kindergarten. It was Rainbow Bright. Oh, <laughs> I loved Rainbow Bright. That was a great one. I loved it anything. It was like the two sentences. And <laughs> Still. <laughs> um, the, the, it started being its official thing. Uh, it was the summer after I got out of high school. I was working in a library, and it was just after um, The Phantom Menace came out, the first okay. of the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. And I was trying really hard to reconcile, because at that point, I'd been a fan of the extended universe novels for several years. And I was trying mm-hmm. to reconcile my love for Star Wars, the original trilogy and the novels reconcile my love for that story with the disappointment that mm-hmm. I had in Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. um, which my oh, apologies. I like that one. Um, like I said, my apologies if you're fans of that. I, it's not a bad movie. It just wasn't Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. So as I was poking around, I happened to cross an archive of some very adult um <laughs> fan fiction and I subscribed to a few mailing lists and it when I realized it was a thing and what I should be looking for because this is before everything this was even before fanfiction.net I think mm-hmm. um where everybody had their own archives and web rings were a thing I remember web very- rings yeah yeah Ar- <laughs> like angel fire and like different oh, like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, And that's how I became aware of it as a distinct thing. I did write a few things um, that have thankfully been swallowed by the internet. Heath and <laughs> very good. And um, then that phase petered out and fast forward several years. And I happened to catch an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, bought the first season DVDs and then went through that phase Mm-hmm. And that's how I found um, a live journal and okay. was active there for a while. Okay. I haven't um, used live journal. Is it, is it very, cause we've had a couple other people on, is, is it, is it quite complicated? Like in comparison to AO3 um, in terms of like um, navigating? Um, no, not, I haven't been on there for, oh God, a good 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I used it, it, I think in text because I have I have problems expressing myself in speech. It's why I've, it's why I've stayed on Facebook and never really gotten to Twitter. The 140 character mm. count was crippling to me. <laughs> but um, I got plugged into that community that way. Well, that phase started to peter out, and then I moved to Dallas, and various life stuff happened, Mm -hmm. and fast forward, here we are. Okay, so I noticed, um, I noticed you've got some ABO stories. How did you, like, Mm -hmm. what got you into exploring that 
what, what happened was I encountered um, Alpha, Beta, Omega when I was um, building a back file of stuff to read. Because what I basically did is um, I found Archive of Our Own and I set the search parameters to what I wanted. And then I just basically started at the beginning of the beginning that I could find and just started clicking through pages one by one Mm -hmm. and pulling up anything that looked interesting. And if it was something that I read more than 10 seconds, I saved it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like my bookmark count is as as stupid as it is. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm still not caught up. I'm somewhere around January, 2017 doing that. Gosh. Oh my gosh. I did. I, if something's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> um, and I encountered that as a storytelling trope. And my initial encounter with it is um, I didn't care for it because the way it was presented in the fix that I read, it was a shortcut past consent. And mm-hmm. that is absolutely counter to everything I think about both Sam and Dean. They are not wired that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, that's how detour got started is basically my feelings about what I felt did and didn't work about the trope. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just kind of took on a life from its own from there. Okay. Um, Sounds um, very, very familiar. <laughs> uh-huh. And just yes. um, how, how would, how would a world in which, a biological imperative to to couple off and you know have sex exist how would how would that work in practical terms because world building is my jam it's one of the reasons um i like the bo- i like supernatural and the boys so much mm-hmm. and one of the reasons avatar the last airbender is my fa- is one of my favorite things because that was another problem that I had with ABO as I was encountering it. In order to make the story work, it wasn't just that um, you had to have Sam and Dean behaving out of character. It was that the worlds had to be set up in a way that didn't work. Mm. Mm. And so I got to thinking, well, how, how in, in practical terms, how could this work? And it just kind of spiraled out of control from there. Mm-hmm. I've started reading, um, I think it's the, is it calling a professional? Is that the first, first mm-hmm. one of the professional? And I'm maybe about, yeah. I think about halfway, halfway through that. And I, I mm-hmm. can definitely see where, you know, you've got, you're really big on building the, you know, the world itself and like expanding. And I really got a kick out of the way because a lot of people just like insert um, a character that we know just for the sake of saying, you know, that you can spot a character in it. But I really feel uh-huh. like you took a lot of the um, characteristics of all of the different characters and made them fit, you know, and it made sense in that world. I think I just got to the like Abaddon part where like she comes to, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> she comes to the reader's house because of the contract or whatever and, and all that uh-huh. stuff. And I, I just, I, I really enjoy that because I'm not one for just like sticking in all the characters you can just go, oh, look, there's that person. Oh, look, there's that person. I feel like. Well, if you're, if, because um, the whole point of fanfic is that we're taking characters and or settings that we know and putting them together 
in new ways. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't make sense to me to, um, if you're going to use the character, at least use them in a way that's consistent with what you know about them. Mm -hmm. Like um, you're talking about, um, because I wanted to, when that, because that was a that was a case where the story kind of grabbed my brain and ran away with it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I wanted a scenario where um, the Omega U in that story um, mm-hmm. was confronted with um, a female alpha, mm-hmm. and um, out of the entire cast of characters, I mean, who is who is the extremely overdominant? <laughs> And not in a good way, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, female character in the story, and Abaddon was the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really, I mean, so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, And I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm, ABO is kind of like hit or miss for me. And I, maybe you've kind of like pinpointed as to why, because like it Mm -hmm. should, like, it just doesn't sometimes it just doesn't click, you know, to me, um, in the certain scenarios that, that they, that they're in, um, just like Mm -hmm. you said, for the sake of just getting to that point where. Well, it's, it's a marvelous tool for shortcutting (laughs) past, it's a marvelous tool for shortcutting past the bullshit if you want to get straight to the seamy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that can be overdone. Yeah. 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 You gotta, you end up having to suspend a lot of, a lot of disbelief for most because I, I spend more time in sort of like the um, Wincest um, area of ABO. And it's it's cool if you don't like that, that's fine. Like I won't I won't talk about it or anything like that. But it's really, really prominent over there. So you kind of end up going, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, every, then. Uh, everybody's um, squick point is at different places. And that's that's cool. Hmm. I'm um, Yeah. The, the, the trope can be used. I just don't I just don't use it that way yeah yeah no I am you hauled me in with double booked I've got to say like 100% so I haven't got around to any of your ABO stuff because I was like oh my god I have to read every single bit of this (laughs) Jesus Christ because I'm I'm talking about you know being being the 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 Sam girl the the Sam person in a sea of Dean people I'm I'm trying to get to a place where I feel comfortable writing Sam it, it's just a bit more of a stretch for me is all. Oh, no, your Sam is, oh, chef kiss. God's <laughs> It's perfect. Thank Sandra you. was like, you should read this. And I was like, yeah, all right. And then I looked at her and I was like, I should fucking read this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Sandra was like, I've started it. I haven't finished it. And I think I must have read through like everything <laughs> in a night. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, all uh, of this. Can I ask what prompted you to sort of write that? out of order is it just as the ideas come to you and you just just put them down or is there more Um, (laughs) well it's it started its existence because I've got um um this is actually a habit I'm trying to break you know I'm trying to um have you know space uh, allotted out of my day where I sit down and I write stuff because yeah you know that's one of the reasons my fit count is so low because um, I tend to write in dribs and drabs all over the place. Um, I've got a file on my computer at work um, where in between notes that are, you know, for work, I write little blurbs. And I've got a file on my phone where I write little blurbs. And that's how that started was um, a few 
you know, filthy fantasies um, regarding the, the, the guys to it started life as a threesome fic on my throwaway file. And um, I got to reading over it and fleshed it out a little bit and like, well, okay. Um, and said, well, it's, it started out being um, as ideas occurred to me and they were occurring to me in a way that wasn't chronological necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. I did, it did, it wasn't really supposed to develop anything resembling a theme. It's, it's just after oh, the yeah. first half a dozen parts or so, you know, a, a thought line started to suggest itself and then the guys started having opinions and in short, you have a ghastly mess. <laughs> it's not a mess. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> no, talk, talk to me about just wanting to do one thing and then suddenly you're six fucking installments deep. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, guys. What the fuck happened? Oh, God. <laughs> it's yep. um, it, it's um, the, uh, a guy who writes um, video game reviews talking about the experience with Minecraft. You know, he said he was going to throw the whole thing out because he was getting bored. But then he looked over at a mountain and said, you know what that's crying for? A skull fortress. Fortress. <laughs> Yahtzee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Before I, I knew it, nine hours in past, I was picking out wallpaper, wallpaper. for the paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, God. I love that. Yeah. But no, no, seriously. <laughs> you're just like, wouldn't it be good if yeah, I just did this one thing? Just this one thing. And then you're six installments deep, crying at multiple <laughs> different people, going, I don't know how to unfuck this. <laughs> I'll fuck this so horrifically bad that I don't. <laughs> Fuck. And then you have lovely, lovely comments of people like, you made me cry. Please fix this. And you're like, oh, lads. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, I, I really didn't mean to break anybody's hearts. Seriously. Yeah. Well, uh, d- see, you, you saying about the guys having opinions on Double Book, that is exactly what happened. I wanted to write one thing and then they went off together and were like, yeah, you know, what would be fun though. What if we did this? And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I don't fuck. Yeah. 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 I think well, it's, 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 like it's, it's segueing and shooting into like getting to the porn and then realizing you've got feelings with it and that that yeah. has to be fleshed out no matter how much. I think that's a sign of a good writer <laughs> that you're realizing but, there needs to be like A, B, and C, or like something has to make sense within the scene uh-huh. or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Well, I told it, you. It, <laughs> I told you the plot hasn't just <laughs> in, invaded my pawn. It's moved in, claimed tenants' rights, and is repainting the fucking living room. That's good. That's my pawn's watching wow. on in a horror, going, "What happened?" That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I don't know if, if, if you guys have been in fandom long enough to remember this antique concept, plot bunnies. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yes. And they've multiplied and they've taken the place over. Help me, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically, that's that's what happened. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. BJ, do you have somebody that you that you get to, like, bounce off ideas with, with your, with your fan fiction a lot? Or is it kind of like... I'll cry just like up. in there figuring it out by yourself and going, God damn it. <laughs> um, 
it, it's a habit that um, that developed because I moved around so much. My internet access was so spotty. There really isn't anybody that I bounce ideas off of necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons why my fic count is so low mm-hmm. is because I don't, with the exception of um, um, oh, crud, um, Days of High Adventure, um, which is still in progress. I'm still working on it. I'm just chiseling out the next plot <laughs> one. Um, I don't feel comfortable posting works in progress because I've had a few that um, they're, they seem very lovely, but I get about, you know, 50 or 60,000 words in and realize, you know, this entire, this entire story is predicated on the, one of the main characters behaving in a way that they absolutely would not ever. Mm -hmm. And it's just not, not savable. And, Mm -hmm. um, I've been burned too many times on fix that, um, you know, they're fabulous stories and I love them very much, but then they just kind of stop and they haven't been updated in 10 years. Um, I think one of my favorite Buffy fix, the last time it was updated was like in 2002. Mm. Oh mm-hmm. no. I know. So how do you filter I, I on AO3? Do you just pick completed? Cause sometimes I, I, most of the time I do that too. And then I realize how very hypocritical that is because I don't <laughs> like, I've got a bunch of things out there now that's like, and eh, maybe I'll get to it. Maybe I won't. And you know, it's like, I know that that's, it's just dangling well, there waiting have, for me to finish. Well, I know I've had people say, uh, well, do you have any plans to continue snowbound into a series? And um, that's a difficult question because I, I do, I think that um, the, the, reader insert character there has potential mm-hmm. and I think that that could go somewhere the trouble is um the bits that I have written um when I look at them honestly it's less you know I have something to say and more this is my you know 10 pages of bitching about this plot point in canon that I don't think worked <laughs> yep and not that that's, you should post that, that, that anyway it's necessarily worth reading it's just i kind of find a story to put around it first mm-hmm. no yeah understood understood but that's that's the beauty too of writing right like you can just put mm-hmm. it out there and see if it if anybody wants to read it or not usually somebody will <laughs> and yeah there's them. yeah there's somebody for every kind of niche yeah. little thing like that isn't there yeah. so yeah that's true yeah um the only exception to that um, bounce ideas off somebody um, was um, of constant sorrow, the soldier boy pick, uh-huh. the, sol- pick the soldier boy pick. Mm-hmm. And um, that's because that started out as my mother's idea. And oh, she and okay. talked a lot about um, um, how that fic developed as I was writing it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. So does your mom, does your, does your, does your mom give it the approval? <laughs> um, um, yeah, um, she did. She, um, she's actually been bouncing, trying to bounce ideas off me on continuing that story. The trouble oh. is I, I'd love to, but I'm not really sure because the most logical conclusion to add to that, any kind of story arc would be, um, yeah, soldier boy's not worth this fuck off. And mm-hmm. nobody wants to sit through 10,000 10, words of, okay, this guy really is irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And this was a waste of time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
uh, I think that was one of the first ones that I read by you was the boys fandom. Mm -hmm. And then, then I ended up, I think it was a walk right in. It's around the back, the big sky one, which I was just, (laughs) I loved, I love that you really, you know, just kind of captured, I think he's just, I don't know, Bo Arlen, Carly hasn't watched um, Big Sky, but he just seems just so nice <laughs> and pleasant. <laughs> and like all of like, even though he's dealing with angst and stuff like that, it's just like, it's measurable. It's understandable angst. Like, you know, of course, every every week on the show, there's like this, they're just always dealing with a murder and stuff. I'm like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> usual but okay we'll just we'll just suspend this belief with that but I yeah I really Uh liked it I like that you had said you know how much of that was kind of also based off of your experience you know moving to Texas and stuff like that I could really feel I could feel the connection there like it just it it was it was a really great a great little piece and I think that was when I was like yep subscribe (laughs) okay I want to read more of of what this person what this person's writing so yeah I I do like that you Carly's talked a lot about this too recently, not wanting to really put anything, not wanting to put more of the story out there until it's closer to done. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I've, I used to do that, but now I'm like getting to the point where I'm throwing stuff out there and I'm like, oh shit, I have to, now I have to like, don't forget, there's this thing that you have to get back to and try to finish mm-hmm. at some point. So it's whatever it's kind a- of works for each and it depends on it's the piece, a balance, too. though, in it. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you're doing you a really like, long one, too, Carly. So that's got a lot to do with it, too, right now. You know, like you said, it's just grown into this thing. And yeah, yeah. I didn't ask fucking permission. No, I, know. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's especially I, with, with longer stories, you're like, oh, I want to put it out there because I want, I want some validation. I want some motivation yeah. to keep going. But then also... Oh, but I might change all of this. I can't be out there and then I have to take it down and retcon it. It's go, oh, bloody hell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I thought yeah. it helps to start with a one shot and then build from there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's and, you, and you find that you don't think this will happen to you, but then it inevitably does because you're only human. Um, it's like reading through um, the, the professional series and realize I just spent two fix calling um, Chuck Sturley instead of Shirley. <laughs> Oh, well, oh God, I feel like an idiot. But that's, I mean, that's marginal. Like that's, that's, that's fine. And that's, you can always go back. I know, I know. Especially when you've like read something over and over and over again and you think it's fine. And then you post it and then you like might glance at it again. You're like, what the hell? That makes absolutely no sense. Or there's like, (laughs) something's just not right. And you're like, why, what happened? How did my mind blank out at that point? Um, and do that. Well, but. I don't know if this is I, I don't know if this is true or not, but um I, I read a blurb somewhere that the architect of the Flatiron building um um killed himself before the ribbon cutting ceremony because he realized he built a building with no bathrooms. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's like, yep, that guy's me. Oh gosh. Uh, Oh man. I always say it's ready when I hate it. When I reread <laughs> it that often that I hate it, I'm like, nope, it's ready now. It can go out into the internet and live its little internet life because I never want to fucking see it again. <laughs> that is true. Once once you're done with it, I, I want, think you know. Yeah. I yeah. want that framed on my wall, <laughs> <in real> point, preferably. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's ready when I hate it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> oh, um, I think the other one I wanted to ask you about a little bit, because I just saw that you posted it. And it was a it was a short one, but it was um mm-hmm. stairwell drums. And um I wanted to ask too, like I you made mention of like supernatural B-sides and stuff. Do you use music a lot to kind of inspire you or does it just depend like on on what you're what you're writing or do you like do you have a playlist kind of like just to get into a mindset when you're ready to write uh well not to write specifically um supernatural b-sides was just me putting together you know a list of songs that should have been on the show but didn't make it probably for copyright reasons mm-hmm. um like motorhead's entire catalog should be on there like, <laughs> oh yes mm-hmm. yes like, tell me that back in the funny farm doesn't belong on that damn show somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you feel if you feel that way, I'm going to break it to you that whoever it is, the powers that be, Jensen, uh-huh. I don't know, somebody sprung for the rights to Zeppelin's ramble on for the end of the Winchesters. We went 15 fucking seasons <laughs> without a Zeppelin song because it's too expensive to get the rights for Zeppelin songs. <laughs> Somebody sprung for it for the end of the Winchesters. Uh, probably the money from the visual effects budget from what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I want to tweet that so fucking bad. I don't want to call down any wrath, but I want to tweet that so bad. Um, uh, but anyway, um, mostly it was just, you know, short scenes that um, I didn't think fit anywhere else where mm-hmm. the where a song would do as, you know, a thematic underpinning or just as background noise. Mm-hmm. Um, it, originally it started as me trying to um, post more consistently and that went, that didn't happen because <laughs> my brain is wired that way. But um, it sat, the concept sat there abandoned for ages. And then I just kind of picked it up again. Stairwell drums was a scene from a longer story that unfortunately is kind of dead on the table Mm -hmm. um, due to plot malformation. But I thought the scene just on its own stood on its own well enough um, Mm -hmm. for me to post. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. is there, is it, what is it about Sam that, maybe is a little intimidating for you. Cause I kind of feel the same way about him. Like I just mm-hmm. Dean's Dean's safe to me. I feel like I understand Dean and, you know, know him. I feel like I know him, I guess, in a way that I feel mm-hmm. comfortable writing him a little bit more. Um, Sam's more, well, you know, I'm unsure, you know, which way to yeah. go. I know Carly feels exact. <laughs> I think opposite. Exact opposite. Yeah. Exact opposite. Well, um, part of it is, like I was saying earlier, not sure how to say it. Well, Sam and Dean as a dynamic, um, I, there are elements of my life in there, like, Mm -hmm. um, um, growing up in strange circumstances, um, adult children of an alcoholic, Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean, I identify more strongly with because, and it, it's one of those questions you could never ask the man face to face because that's the kind of thing that's really too personal. Mm-hmm. But it does. I mean, if he if he nailed it that perfectly without having any firsthand experience with that kind of dynamic, 
Jensen Ackles deserves every accolade <laughs> that is possible to earn for Dean Winchester because I belly feel yeah. that that really specific blend of um, egotism and absolutely abysmal self-esteem. Mm-hmm. He, he strikes that balance absolutely perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Pam, though, first of all, he's a lot smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. And intellectually brilliant people are usually harder to get to know just on the face of it. Um, also, I felt that... Um, there were elements of his character that they hit my emotions in the wrong way. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, there are aspects of his behavior that really are enrage me in mm-hmm. some respects. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult for me to get past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I, I, you know, start writing a story and then spend the next two pages calling Sam an asshole for something. And it's like, no, that's not. Oh, what Carly does that all the time. <laughs> Do that all the time. <laughs> the amount of times Sandra's got a message from me that just says they won't fucking do as they're told. I'm leaving this for a day because I don't know. I don't know, like how Dean behaves for you if you're mm-hmm. trying to write him. But he, they're both as bad as each other for me. They'll, I'll just be like, okay, lads, this is what we're doing. And they just go, nah. And I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? No, this is my, this is my thing. You, I, I, I'm the author. You do. And they're like, nah. And Dean tends to, Dean is the one that will just sit and refuse to move. Whereas Sam will just vomit up every fucking thing he's ever had in his head and I'm like guys please just fucking just well, just walk the path I've ten- made for you just yeah. I've made this beautiful path and it's gonna be what do you mean no no <laughs> fuck off so it's fine to spend pages and pages calling Sam an asshole because he behaves like one sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah. it's um the emotional connection that um, I that I have with Dean just isn't there with Sam, and it's been harder to get inside of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's one of the reasons why. I mean, other than basically ripping off Incogninja because her fic about, on a similar subject is really good, why I wanted to make um, Double Booked primarily, well, at least to start with. Sam is the is the starting point is because I needed an excuse to try and get inside his head more. Mm. Mm. Is it and, which which incognitious is it the kind of girl you liked? Is that what it was? Yeah. Or was it, yeah. 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 That's a great. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. You know, where, yeah. because uh, another one of the themes that I like about Supernatural is about how Sam and Dean are complementary opposites in a lot of ways. Mm hmm. Now their yeah. their approaches to problem solving, the way that they relate to each other and the world around them, they come from the same place, but they come at it from different directions. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you protective of Dean? Yeah. Unreasonably. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like it because I'm that way too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I was I was kind of like talking to Carly about this too. Like I I've never. It really bothers me. 
because I've never really felt this protective about a character. And like I said, I think that has a lot to do with what Jensen brought to him over mm-hmm. 15 years and getting to really, even though I didn't spend technically 15 years, you know, I got to see what 15 years growth changes, you know, um, mm-hmm. does to this character. And as you get more bits and pieces, I just, I'm so protective of him to a very, it's just, it's not a reasonable thing. Um, <laughs> the only other thing um, I, I would I, like, I go ahead. yeah, yeah, I it hurts. Feel. Like I, I, I get like aches sometimes. Like when I, when I'm watching, um, rewatching things and it's like, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself because it's like, it's going to, ha- I know it's coming. I know it's going to happen again. And it just, it kind of like, I, I feel like I get more of him a little bit more every time, or I notice something, which I didn't think was possible, but I'll notice something else um, in the way uh-huh. he interacts with Sam or, you know, why he, what he says in this one situation that, you know, maybe somebody didn't pick up on that is like his trigger. <laughs> it's like, this uh-huh. is why he does what he does kind of thing. And well, yeah. Let me, well, let me put it this way. Um, the, um, the episode near the end of um, season two, um, what is and what shall never be. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching that, it isn't the grave scene, although God knows that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's um, looking at looking back at the episode in retrospect, just realizing if the reality check is, um, does this person, Dean Winchester, does he believe in at the bottom of everything? Does he believe that he deserves to live happily? His answer is and will always be. No. Mm-hmm. And that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, you see, you see what he deserves, you know, like in a way that he he can't get past, I think, too. And it's just the constant. Yeah, like I, I just uh John Winchester. And- <laughs> John Winchester's A plus parenting. Fuck you, John. Uh yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's an essay that's actually on AO3. I'll have to to see if I can put a link on my profile or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody so. doing some extended musing on um, parentification mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it hits a lot of the the emotional notes mm-hmm. that underpin their relationship with each other and with John. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Being forced, being forced into a caregiver role before somebody is developmentally ready for it and how that colors, how you relate to people for the rest of your life, basically. Yeah. 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 I found it interesting. And again, like I know people harp on bugs and how awful of a episode it is, but just on a, a a recent rewatch, like there's a a conversation that Sam and Dean have, and Sam is of the complete opposite in thinking that Dean is, you know, John's quote unquote favorite. And like Dean looks at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you like why would you well, think that? I mean, I understand why he well, thinks that, but it's like there's mm-hmm. it's just not it's not well, reality. 
Well, Sam is a child yeah, and he was allowed to be a child. And yeah. when you're a child, you don't, you don't get mm-hmm. the subtleties of the relationships that are going on around you. You're not supposed to, you're a kid. Yeah. So yeah. Sam mm-hmm. sees, you know, John spending all of this time, sees all the spent, sees John spending all of this time with Dean and interacting with him mm-hmm. and teaching yeah. him and then bringing him up in his own image. Yeah. And he thinks that's, that's an expression of love, mm-hmm. but it is, but, yeah. and this is something that I don't think Sam understands until fairly late is that, um, that's love is part of it, but that's not the, the core driving force that's John leaning on Dean to make up for his own shortcomings as a parent yeah. and Dean lapping it up because to him to be loved is to be useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's also worth bearing in mind as well that early on in this, in the, in the show, Sam still almost recovering from, John basically him just saying, you know, I want to break the mold. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And John basically going, well, you can fuck off and do it on your own, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. I won't yeah. support you. Yeah. You know, and well, and Dean well, stayed John with John as much as he might have wanted to go with Sam. He, yeah. it, was, it was Dean's choice to stay with John mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. let Sam go as well. So he's still kind of kind of working through all that. I identify yeah. with that aspect of Sam, like yeah. in, in the way you guys have, you see like parts of Dean and relate mm-hmm. it to parts of your life and see yourself. I'm exactly mm-hmm. the same with Sam. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to not fit in to yeah. your family, to not meet their expectations, to want different things and to be outcast because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but what's that's so funny? Why I find Sam because, yeah. But what's so funny is that like, they're both like, like, BJ was neither saying, like, yeah, neither one of them wrong. And they're both kind of feeling the same way <laughs> yeah, in the same situation. And it's so frustrating. It's like, come it, on, guys. <laughs> it, comes, it comes full circle, right back to Tall Tales. Yeah. It's the same mm-hmm. story yeah. from the two different sides. And they, they're seeing the same thing yeah. from yeah. their own perspective. Oh, my God. That was, like, the best segue. That, that was. was we went all <laughs> the way around to the very beginning. Carly, oh, yay, yay. I will say one thing too, is that when you were talking about like, you know, being the author and telling them just, they need to get in line and just do it. I think we should all learn a lesson from Chuck and how much that did not work for him, Yeah, no matter how much mm-hmm. he wanted. And we kind You're of have to feel sympathy for Chuck's. <laughs> we'll have less of that. No, I, I've, I've resigned myself to a scribe. It's not mm-hmm. my story. I'm yeah. not in control. Mm-hmm. I'm just writing down what happens. Mm-hmm. And they're so gonna are go you Metatron? They want to do. <laughs> You're not oh, Metatron. God, I, hope no, um, I hope. Actually, not. how I how I think of it is, um, um, if, if you never read Stephen King's memoir on writing, um, mm-hmm. I recommend it. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of insight on how he approaches his work. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, I do respect, well, I sort of agree with him, is he thinks that stories are found things they're not created things it's just mm-hmm. your job to dig out what you can of it mm-hmm. um i think mm-hmm. it's kind of in between i view the brain is a junkyard and it's your job to pick out the parts that work and put them together in a way that runs mm-hmm. yeah which is another reason i like supernatural i spent my formative years around junkyards oh neat oh <laughs> that's cool yeah. I, I find that cool. <laughs> yes. no. Did you have a, a Bobby of, Singer? A lot of time being bored. 
Ah, oh goodness. Oh, well, um, Carly, I've been like running, running with questions. I don't know if you've, if you've got any, no. anything for, for, for BJ. Cause I know I've, I've exhausted you guys too. Now it's an hour and a half <laughs> and no, I know it's, it's been a while. Um, I'm so sorry for running off at the mess so much. <laughs> no, this is wonderful. You know. This is the this kind is of stuff that, you know, like I said, we, we really do this because we like getting a chance to, you know, talk to other writers and just, you know, people that, you know, love Supernatural for various different reasons and how they connect mm-hmm. with them. I think, I think it's great. I think I've, I'm really happy I found, you know, even though half the time, sometimes I'm just like wanting to bang my head, you know, sometimes with some of the stuff that's <laughs> occurring. Um, I'm still like, I, I loved getting a chance to like, I, when I got a chance to have um, Incognita on, like I've loved her stuff for years. And when she said, yes, I was like, oh my God, it was like, you know, fanning, fanning over, over great <laughs> writers and all these wonderful stories that, you know, you're kind enough to give us insight to, and let us, let us appreciate and read. And yeah, I'm really, really happy that, you know, I got it. I found you and, you know, was able to get you to come on and chat with us. No, I, I I don't know if you had any other questions for us, BJ, before we, we will kindly boot you out before we do our, our (laughs) outro for this episode. If there was anything that, that, um, you you wanted to leave with the readers, I think that that junkyard quote, was a really great one too um, for all of our readers, listeners, and, and all that stuff. I like that. I think we got a lot of good quotes today that yeah. we, can, we can pull from. Carly, I, when I listen back again, I'm going to write all them down. And then <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it my mission this week to mock up a cross stitch pattern of it's done when I hate it. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and then I'll um I I might treat myself and and make that. And just Good. it's it's ready when I hate it. Good. <laughs> Good. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but now I yeah, now I'm gonna um go off with my lovely mental image of Dean naked but for a frilly apron mm-hmm. with flowers, pink mm-hmm. and emblazoned on the front, god of tits and wine. <laughs> yes. Yes, one hundred percent. And you could just just insert Sam in the background of that image with a bitch face. I don't even know what he's bitch facing about, but he's bitch facing about something. Probably something yeah. like Dean. Why are you naked in the kitchen? Please put pants on. We eat here. Why are you fucking like that? You know something of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. And there's and there's Cass standing over there like. Yeah, and they just kind of look at each other like, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, thank you, BJ. I do appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us. Well, thank you very much for, for having me. Um, yeah. um, thank I'm, you for coming. I'm and you're on... always welcome. Come back and chat to us again. Always. Um, I, I'd love to. Thank you. Okay. Um, have a good one, y'all. Thank you. Have a good have one. Have a good rest of the day. Y'all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Laters. <laughs> Bye. Alrighty. That was good. Yeah. Like that was that. awesome. She's was awesome. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to jump into her ABO stuff because I'm a yeah, you see you see a lot of different types of ABO in mm-hmm. the in the Wincest side of um AO3. So I'm I'm interested to see what she's done with it when she says that she's kind of played around with it to take out mm-hmm. things that, that give her the ick. Which yeah. is, you know, that's cool. Yeah. That's Absolutely. cool because there, are, it very much you have to suspend a lot of disbelief because sometimes you're like ah mm-hmm. no yeah yeah 
you know, but I, I, that was a great conversation. Yeah, that was fun. Bring, that was fun. You come back, come back and talk to us again, BJ. <laughs> come back and talk to us again. Oh, so I guess let's, let's wrap up and um, just let everybody know that if they want to reach out to us, uh, they can email us at idlingintheimpala at gmail.com or on Twitter. We're at idling in the letter D Impala. If you'd like to make your voice a mail, check the description for a link to send us a voice message. You can find links to our personal socials and our AO3 accounts in the description. There's a link to my author website with my original fiction. And just to put in another little note placeholder, if you are a writer and you'd like to come on and talk to us about supernatural and fan fiction, we're going to leave a link to um, a survey uh, in the description as well for this one. We'd love to talk to lots of different writers um, about lots of different topics related to supernatural and how they get the inspiration that they get. So thank you, BJ. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. So um, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, leave us a comment wherever you access your podcasts. Um, especially if you're on YouTube, it really helps with the algorithm. If you drop us a like, leave us a comment, engage with the video in some way. All hail the YouTube algorithm gods. <laughs> also, we got a website, y'all. Yay. We got a website now. So check out idlingintheimpala.com. That is where you will find all our merch going forward. And there's YouTube and Spotify and a little about the section um, that maybe, maybe the things that we didn't cover when we did our About Us episodes all those many, many months ago. So come check out the website, you know, have a look around, give us some feedback, all that good stuff. In the description of this video, you will also find the current causes that we are championing. Take a look at them if you can, if you want it, if you are able to maybe give a little bit of donation. Um, everybody's struggling at the moment though, so no pressure. And with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time. Bye guys. Bye-bye.